What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. On this particular episode, we got a lot to talk about. We got the uh, game recap of the Seattle uh, Seahawks versus the Washington football team. We're going to talk about Dwayne Haskins, which is the biggest topic that everybody wants to hear about. We're also going to talk about uh, the Pro Bowl. And then last but not least, we're going to look into the up and coming game and the impacts and ramifications of the game versus Carolina. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get started with Dwayne Haskins, man. Do you guys remember the episode I did when I said this is the Dwayne Haskins, uh, that the Dwayne Haskins era ha- is is pretty much over? And people were saying, well, how do you say that the Dwayne Haskins era is over just because Ron Rivera benched Dwayne Haskins? Well, this is why we have all been seeing signs. I've been defending this guy. I mean, I stopped defending this guy after a while. But, you know, when you invest a first round pick in a quarterback um, in year two, you know, you expect to see, you know, some growth out of Dwayne Haskins. We have not seen that both on the field and off the field. You know, it all started with, you know, that benching. I mean, Ron Rivera gave Haskins numerous tests to kind of see his growth, to kind of see where Haskins is as a player. But he has not performed, you know. So he broke protocol the first time, you know, having somebody come into the hotel where the team was. And, you know, he was, I mean, we, I mean, the league talked to him. Ron Rivera talked to him. And then he broke protocol again. So after Dwayne Haskins gets benched, right, you see his demeanor. You know, he's selfish. He's not a team guy. And we've seen that. You know, you can't be frustrated and angry and not willing to learn. That's some of the things that I saw out of Dwayne Haskins. You know, um, I've been cheering for the guy. But after this incident, it was the last straw for me. I can't defend him, you know, and honestly, I think that Dwayne Haskins time in D.C. is officially over. So here's what happened. After the loss to the uh, to the Seahawks, which Dwayne Haskins played well, he didn't play terrible. I mean, he had the two interceptions, which which we're going to get into, but he played decent. We had a chance to win the game. We lost the game. And then Dwayne Haskins goes to a strip club. You know, to uh, enjoy himself, you know, um, he was with his girl. So when I first saw the news, it was Monday afternoon. Somebody tagged me and, um, you know, I clicked on it and I'm like, is this Dwayne Haskins? You know, he had a uh, he had a he had a gold durag. It didn't look like him. But then the more and more that I dug into things, um, it was him. So nobody in the front office was saying anything at the point. I've not seen JP. I've not seen um, Lake Lewis, uh, Julie Donaldson. So all the top uh, Washington football uh, reporters, nobody has said anything on Monday. So um, I know some of the Wayne Haskins family here in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, they're very good friends of mine. But hey. We keep it real. When we talk in the chat, we keep it real. Whether he's your cousin or not, it doesn't matter. We just keep it real, 100. So I was chatting with them yesterday, and I'm like, hey, have y'all seen the pictures of your cousin in a strip club? They was like, nah. Then the uncle said, nah. So he was like, man, go ahead and send it. So I sent him the... (laughs) 
I sent him all the pictures and everything that I saw online. And they were like, man, this is crazy. You know, so then come this morning, uh, one of the cousins posted into the into the chat, you know, the apology by Dwayne Haskins, which to me was BS. Uh, the apology was something that he did just because he had to apologize. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and pull that up and read the apology. Um, but it just seemed to me that, you know, it was scripted. Somebody told him to say it. It didn't seem like it came from the heart. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, he did acknowledge what he did. And, you know, he's trying to own up to it. So he says, I want to publicly apologize for my actions this past Sunday. I spoke to coach Ron Rivera yesterday and took full responsibility, took full accountability for putting my team at risk. It was irresponsible and immature of me. And I accept responsibility for my actions. Then he goes on to say, I also want to apologize for creating a distraction for my team during our playoff push. I will learn and grow from this and uh, do what's best for the team moving forward. But here's the whole thing. You just had a tough game. You just lost. Right. And being the quarterback of a team, most times you're the I mean, you're literally the leader of the team. You touch the ball more than anybody, you know, on the team. So it's not an excuse for you to come out here and say, you know, you're going to grow or, you know, um, I'm going to learn from this. Anytime something happens, he continues to say he's going to learn from this. When he got benched, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. You know, when this happens, oh, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. He, he's, he continues to say the same thing, but we don't see any change. You know, you would think that, you know, I'm not knocking him that he went to a strip club. Hey, do what you do. What you do is what you do. You know, I'm not judging him. Do your thing, you know. But here's the thing that makes everything worse. He was at the strip club and he did not have a mask on. Now, you're putting your teammates in jeopardy of getting sick. You're putting Ron Rivera, who's at high risk, in jeopardy of getting sick. That's something that you don't do. So pretty much what Dwayne Haskins is telling me is that he doesn't care about his team. A lot of times he's just so I've not seen any fire. I've not seen fire out of this young kid. You know, we remember the game he had last year and he was talking to, to he was talking to his offensive line saying, what do I got to do to you know help y'all? What do I got to do to help y'all? Things like that. You see that and you applaud a young guy trying to, you know, fire up his team. But you haven't done anything to gain the respect of your peers. You've not done anything to I mean, you've done nothing. I mean, you've done nothing. The game versus Philly game one. Um, I understand we was down 17. I understand he gave the speech in the locker room and the team came back. But outside of that, what else have you done? You know, you continue to make mistakes on the field, continue to make mistakes off the field. You know, people are watching you. You know, watching your demeanor when you get benched, you're off to the side. You know, you got your arms folded. You know what I'm saying? And and the the, the thing with Dwayne Haskins is we all saw his vibe during the draft. Okay, so Daniel Jones gets selected by the Giants. I get somebody tells him or, you know, that happens. And then, then he makes that face like, are you serious? He got picked over me. There's certain things that. 
should be left unsaid or there are certain reactions that shouldn't happen. I'm not saying that he shouldn't get mad or he shouldn't react in certain ways. But the thing is, you know, you see the selfishness out of Dwayne Haskins. You see that he's a guy that's not a team player. I've not seen him do anything to to help his team. Yes, he had the offseason where he grabbed his wide receivers and he goes out there and he throws and tries to build camaraderie and a relationship. I get that. Every quarterback does that. But outside of that moment in the offseason, what more has he done? You know, it seemed like because he had 50 touchdowns at Ohio State, you know, he's entitled, you know, I'm a first round pick and it, it was given to you, you know, but what have you done to earn that spot? And that's why I love Ron Rivera, because Ron Rivera makes everybody earn their spot. Ron Rivera, he'll bench you. He'll bench you. He don't care how much you make, you know, and that's just the kind of guy that Ron Rivera is, you know. And to be honest, Dwayne Haskins should possibly, I mean, he should get cut. He should get cut. You know, this is the second straw. You know, if it's the first time, then you can say, okay, but this is the second time. Like, what in your right mind would have you, <laughs> number one, go to a strip club, right? Then you're not wearing a mask, and it's just right after a game, and then you know that this is, that this is going to create a, a distraction. Why couldn't you and your girl invite the strippers to your house, to your crib, and you do what you do, and have it as a private thing? You know, hoping that you're being safe. But at the same time, it's like, okay, his girlfriend or whoever puts these pictures out there, somebody gets it, and then, you know, it blows up. Of course it was going to be a distraction, you know. Who didn't think that, that it was going to be a distraction? So what I'm saying is Haskins, he, he does not, he's not considerate, okay? He doesn't care about his team. He doesn't care about the franchise, Here's a franchise that has given you a second chance. Do you know what I would have been doing after the game if it was me? In the playbook, watching film, working on me, you know, seeing how can I get better, you know. But you choose to go to a club and not wear a mask. I think not wearing a mask is the biggest thing. People want to talk about Dwayne Haskins going to a strip club after the game. Like I said, people do all sorts of all sorts of stuff after the game you know i mean we don't even know what some of the other players have done but the thing is i'm not worried about that i'm not gonna knock uh, uh, uh anybody's actions for doing whatever they feel like they need to do to get their mind off of football but it's just the principle of the whole thing you know you was out there maskless and you know putting your teammates in jeopardy that can't be done so um you know i I honestly feel that he gets cut from the team. I mean, chance number two. And then not only that, so we're dealing with Alex Smith having a calf injury. I already told you guys, Alex Smith should not be out there, period, right? So you have no Alex Smith. You got Dwayne Haskins with the whole strip club thing, right? Then you got Montez, who has never played in the NFL, then you got the other guy that you guys uh that uh that that we just signed. And so it seems like he's gonna be the starting quarterback. Montez is gonna be the number two. And then there's a possibility that Haskins gets suspended for at least four games, right? 
So he gets suspended for four games. That means he's done for the postseason if we make it, which I think we will. Then it's kind of like, okay, you were the only healthy quarterback on the team, and then you go ahead and pull this mess. Now there's no quarterback, right? So what you're doing is you're telling your brothers and your teammates that you don't care about them, right? You're going to have them go out there, go to war without you. And the Carolina game being such a huge game, you win and you're in. So you win versus Carolina, you're in, right? If the Giants lose, of course, you know, it helps to clinch that playoff spot. So pretty much you turned your back, you know, on the team and you did nothing to help the like the whole situation. Yes, you come out there. You put your statement out there. I'm sorry, blah, blah. But it doesn't help. It doesn't help the situation. Like, it doesn't help your growth. So where does this uh, leave Dwayne Haskins? Probably off the team. The team is going to try to trade him. If they can't get anything for him, he'll be cut before the next season. You know, he's not going to make the 53. I just don't see a scenario where Haskins is on the team heading into 2021. So it's looking like... Um, now you got to draft a quarterback. You know, it was looking like you didn't have to draft a quarterback, right? But now you literally have to draft a quarterback. So they're going to look into the draft, you know, it, depending on who's out there at pick 19 or pick 20, whatever pick Washington picks, they're going to be looking at the, all the options, you know. But the good thing is that free agency comes first. And uh, like I said, I'm, I like options like um, Stafford, Matt Ryan, um, some of these vets that, you know, are established and can do damage with a good offensive line. So we'll see what happens, whether we sign a quarterback in free agency, whether we bring back Kyle Allen, whether Alex Smith comes back, whether he retires. Honestly, I do not want to see Alex Smith as a starting quarterback moving forward because of that health issue. So uh, definitely got to bring in somebody young, um, whether you drafted somebody in the first, second, third round. But I believe in the first three rounds, you have to draft a quarterback, especially if you're not signing a premier guy in free agency. So, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, man, uh, I'm just disappointed in the guy. I can't defend the guy anymore. Um, I don't think anybody can. Uh, and, and to think you look at guys like Terry McLaurin, level headed, smart. You know, I don't know his character outside of the field, but from what I see, he's not all over social media spreading nonsense. So that's something that I I like uh, about about guys like Terry McLaurin. And you see a guy like Chase Young. He's out there. You know, he's fighting hard. He's producing. But then he's not putting his team in jeopardy. He's not posting stupid things on on social media. Um, he's watching where he goes. He's watching what he does. Um, so. I mean, any young player coming into the NFL, man, you got to watch your surroundings. You got to watch where you go, especially when you're a quarterback. You can't be out here, you know, acting stupid because there's always somebody watching. And if there's nobody watching, you end up exposing yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to end up exposing yourself either way it goes. So, I mean, it's just best to kind of, you know, stay level headed. You know, stay in the playbook, stay in the film room, surround yourself around vets that that would help you surround yourselves around, you know, people that would help. You. I mean, you look at the situation that Washington has been going through. You see the example that Darius Geis left 
to Haskins. I mean, you would try your best to distance yourself from anything silly, anything that's going to draw attention to you. And we've seen signs. We've seen him, you know, excited about a game in his rookie season. He leaves the game to go take pictures and, you know, wasn't able to finish the game. But then, you know, we see little stuff like that and we say, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. You know, he was excited. He's going to get better. But you continue to see the little things and the little things and the little things. And, you know, uh, sorry to go off on a rant here about Haskins, but um, I just don't see any scenario that he that he's back uh, with the team um, and it could possibly cost him his NFL career. Now you're going to like now he's going to have to look for a team that's willing to take him in and, and groom him. You know, you look at a guy like Josh Rosen. He's been bouncing around. Nobody wants him. You know, they passing him around, you know, and now he's in a situation with San Francisco. But the thing is, Haskins can leave Washington, go somewhere and flourish. I don't wish I don't wish him bad, you know, but then he can go somewhere else and just rot. So young guys really, really, really got to think about what they're doing before they do it. You know, so. That's my whole thing on Haskins, man. Let's go ahead and dive into how the game went versus Washington and Seattle. So that was a very big game. Um, we lost the game 20 to 15. And, you know, when the game started, um, I was watching the game. But it was a, a moment in the game that I just kind of just turned it off. Uh, I just needed a break. Uh, you know, it wasn't going well. And, um, you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to do that, you know, so that way you don't say things that, that you don't want to say. But uh, we lost the game. It was frustrating. Uh, it was a game that we were supposed to win. And um, what makes it more frustrating was I think if we win that game, it puts us in a situation where we control our own destiny. And, um, you know, we didn't pull it off. So I'm going to get into the game story. So uh, Washington gets the ball. Um, you know, first and we go three and out pretty much. Uh, we couldn't get anything. We couldn't generate anything in that first, uh, uh, possession, you know, um, next possession, Seattle gets the ball, you know, lock it for six yards, um, incomplete, uh, pass by Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson scrambles for 11 yards. See, we always struggle against quarterbacks that can scramble. And even though that Seattle didn't do much in this game in terms of passing the ball, uh, statistically, Russell Wilson made enough plays uh, to win games. Um, so you you also look at a guy like uh, Chris Carson, you know, he's fully healthy. You're thinking that Chris Carson was going to be a lot of, uh, I mean, was going to be a huge impact in this game. He wasn't even the best running back for Seattle. It was Carlos Hyde. But um, Seattle moves the ball to Washington's 20 and they kick a field goal. You know, um, Washington gets the ball, you know, three and out, four plays, we're out, you know. Um, and on this play, on this drive, the best thing that we could do was McKissick getting that first uh, that first down in 11 yards. And I'm thinking, okay, McKissick, hey, we're going to need you because I really don't know who's going to score. I really don't know who is going to, uh, um, you know, help us win this game because, the offense was looking awful, man. People were calling after Dwayne Haskins' head. Next possession, um, you know, Seattle gets the ball. Five yards to uh, David Moore. 
Carson runs for 10 yards. At this point, I'm thinking, oh, man, we can't even stop Carson. It's going to be a long game. Uh, Russell Wilson, one yard uh, pass. uh, Carlos Hyde, five-yard run. And, you know, we stop them. You know, they kick a 41-yard field goal. Um, So, at this point, you know, sorry, it's a 3-0, 3-0. And, um, you know, the next possession uh, for Seattle, um, after we punt the ball, you know, they move the ball down. And to be honest, Russell Wilson threw a nice pass to Freddie Swain. And it was a 39-yard touchdown. But, obviously, um, he stepped out of bounds. Uh, but it was also um, a penalty. Um, it was offsides on the defense. So it was a free play, pretty much. Russell Wilson threw this pass, and I'm thinking, man, we're toast. You know, we're about to go down, you know, p- potentially 14-0 had they gone for two. Uh, but it was reversed. Uh, Kendall Fuller, man, his play has been up and down for me, um, even though he has the interceptions. Um, he has not been our most consistent uh, corner uh, this season, but hey, he, he he does enough. He does enough uh, to help us win. Um, so they call that back. Carson runs for four yards. Russell Wilson, you know, passes uh, incomplete. Then at this point, uh, you know, they couldn't generate a first down. They couldn't score. Uh, defense holds up. Thanks to the refs and us, <laughs> you know. Um, so at this point, they kick the field goal. They're, you know, uh, 6-0. Now, on this drive, I felt like Washington needed to score. Even if it was a field goal, whatever we needed to do, we needed to do it on this particular drive. So we get the ball. Haskins throws a nice pass to Logan uh, Thomas. He runs for 11 yards. Uh, Haskins, you know, short pass again to Logan Thomas, two yards. McKissick up the middle for two yards. It's third and six. Dwayne Haskins throws the ball, 11 yards to Logan Thomas, first down. Next next play, incomplete. Next play, 20-yard pass to Logan Thomas. I'm like, man, Logan Thomas, he's heating up, man. He's doing his thing. Logan Thomas is hot. Next play, McKissick. Runs the ball two yards. At this point, we are at Seattle's 29. Second and eight at Seattle's 27. Haskins throws the ball. It's tipped. Intercepted. And at this point, man, you know, I don't know what to think because for sure, for sure, I felt like we were going to get a field goal. But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, So Seattle gets the ball at their three, at their own three-yard line, right? (laughs) <laughs> this drive was just devastating. DK Metcalf, six yards. Chris Carson, four yards. Uh, Carson, a yard. Uh, Russell Wilson scrambles uh, for six yards. Now it's third and three. Next thing you know, David Moore, nine yards, first down. Russell Wilson to Freddie Swain for three yards. It's second and seven. Uh, Russell Wilson scrambles for 38 yards. I think that was the play of the game. I think that play just kind of sucked out all the momentum, sucked out all the hope that we had. And, um, you know, next play is uh, first down, two-minute warning. Then Russell Wilson throws a a pass uh, to uh, David Moore. It's incomplete. Then it's a three-yard run by Chris Carson. 
Then Russell Wilson throws a dart. I mean, throws a dart, man, uh, to uh, Hollister. Hollister catches it. It's a touchdown. It's 13-0. At this point, I'm like, man, this game over, man. The offense is looking trash. Um, so what do we always do? I always tell people we are a second-half team. Um, you know, we drive 11 plays for 45 yards, and we get a field goal to end the half. It's 13-3. Uh, heading into the half, um, the beginning of the second—I mean, the beginning of the uh, of the of the half, a third quarter. Um, Seattle goes on another uh, uh, 75-yard long drive, and then they score. But you know, Chris Carson runs for three yards. Chris Carson again, 13 yards. Uh, Chris Carson again for nine yards. But what makes it worse? is that Carlos Hyde had a 50-yard run for a touchdown. So that entire drive, four plays, 75 yards were all run plays. At this point, I mean, if you're not thinking that the, that the game is over, then you're crazy. At this point, all I can see is a blowout. All I can see is they're going to run the ball and run out the clock, control the game, and the game is over. The very next drive, McKissick for four yards, you know, it's a false start. Uh, so now it's uh, second and 11. Haskins, uh, deep pass to McLaurin uh, for 30 yards. That was awesome. I-, I loved it. You know, one of the few times that Haskins throws deep, one of the few times the Washington football team throws deep, and it connects. Um, so on the next play, we're at Seattle's uh, 43. Haskins throws deep pass intended for Cam Sims, and it's intercepted by Reed. I think at this point, um, I'm pissed. So already I'm thinking that it's going to be a blowout. And then now we have a situation where it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. Seattle gets the ball. They go three plays. They punt the ball, three and out. Washington gets the ball, three plays, three and out. Seattle gets the ball. Three plays, three and out. I'm like, okay, so now we decide to start stop stopping these guys. Where was this energy in the first half? You know, it's it's frustrating being a Washington fan. It's frustrating watching these games because we know that we can do so much better, especially if we have consistency in the first half. So this was a drive of the game right here. This was a 14-play drive, 96-yard drive by the Washington football team. So it starts out like this. Washington gets the ball at the Washington four, right? McKissick runs for four yards. It's second and six at the uh, Washington eight. Dwayne Haskins throws uh, a pass for eight yards. Uh, I mean, throws a pass, sorry. Uh, And it was no gain, no gain on on that particular play. Uh, It's third and six, but there's a penalty. uh, Roughing the passer. (laughs) We get the first down. Dwayne Haskins, short pass to Logan Thomas for seven yards. Next play, short pass to Logan Thomas for 17 yards. So Logan Thomas had a great game. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, you know, he scrambles uh, for 12 yards, gains the first down. Peyton Barber loses a yard, second and 11. Uh, incomplete pass, third and 11. This is a big play right here. We got to do something. Uh, Haskins, uh, short pass uh, to Logan Thomas for three yards. Um. Oh, sorry. So when it was third and 11, 
Haskins connected with uh, Terry McLaurin for 17 yards, got the first down. So we're now at Seattle 16, and Dwayne Haskins throws a short pass to Logan Thomas for three yards, end of the third quarter. Um, now we're in the fourth quarter. We're still down 20 to three. What, what can we do to kind of make this game better? So McKissick runs for 12 yards. Uh, now we're now it's first and goal. Haskins incomplete. It is second and uh, goal at the one. Haskins incomplete again. So I'm like, look, why are we passing the ball when we're at the one yard line? Why do you pass the ball in first and second down? On third down, Peyton Barber, you know, pushes it in. He scores, and at this point, um, it's uh, twenty to nine. We missed a two point conversion. Oh no, sorry, we we uh, missed the extra point. Everybody was pissed off at uh, Hopkins on, on that play. And that actually that missed extra point kind of set us back the rest of the game because now it's like you're trying to get that two point two point conversion every single time. So um, at this point, I, I turned off the game for a little bit to take a break from the game. And um, I kind of wish that I didn't turn it off, um, but I had to go. Uh, so I had to turn it off. I didn't have to go to the restroom or nothing like that, but I had to turn it off. Um, you know, I was watching Red Zone. I just needed a break from the game. I was streaming the game from my phone. So I needed my phone. For whatever the reason was, I turned off the game at that point. So um, DK Metcalf was moving the ball, you know, 15 yards gain. Um, short pass by Russell Wilson to Metcalf again, 11 yards. Uh, Chris Carson, three yards. Uh, incomplete pass, uh, third and seven at the Washington 46. Um, <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, DK Metcalf converts the first down. It was Metcalf, Metcalf, Metcalf. I mean, it was too much Metcalf in this drive. The very next play, and I'm kind of mad that I missed this play. This was a game changing play. Russell Wilson, um, he kind of scrambled out of the pocket and he was throwing a pass to Chris Carson. Uh, but Montez Sweat jumped up, swatted at the ball, and then uh, Deron Payne just kind of dove. Deron Payne dove and uh, caught this interception. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I missed that live. Uh, so uh, he got the interception. Um, and now Washington gets the ball at Washington's 36. This is game changing right here. So Dwayne Haskins throws the ball uh, incomplete. Uh, Haskins throws a 13-yard uh, pass to uh, McKissick. Then uh, he throws another, uh, another pass to McKissick. It's second and five. Um, incomplete pass, third and five. We got to convert. We got to convert here. Cam Sims catches a um, a first down. Uh, we're at Seattle's uh, 36 now. It's first and 10. Um, Haskins scrambles for seven yards. Uh, next play, Cam Sims uh, catches the ball uh, for nine yards. It's second and one. Um, it, on this play, Mo Morgan Moses gets hurt, and that was tough, man. I think... With Morgan Moses getting hurt, it really hurt us at the end of the game. But um, he was a big loss. I mean, he stayed in the game, but you can tell that he wasn't 100. Um, so right here, Dwayne Haskins uh, throws a short pass um, to uh, Cam Sims for six yards. Um, and at, at this point, um, you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins hits J.D. McKissick for a touchdown. It's a nice pass. Um, we score, but then we fail to get the two point conversion. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's 20 to 15. Uh, Seattle punts. We turn over the ball on downs after driving 
uh, to score, but the game kind of ended with Haskins getting sacked two times from the side that uh, Morgan Moses is on. So that was a tough way to lose the game. We had a chance, and then, uh, you know, we lose the game. So then Dwayne Haskins goes home, showers, goes out to the strip club with his girl, and then that whole fiasco. So um, tough, tough loss. Uh, next week we play the Carolina Panthers. Uh, tough matchup. And now that we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be, we're going to see what the league does in terms of penalizing Haskins. We're going to see what uh, the Washington football team does after their investigation. But time is ticking because, you know, <laughs> the game is going to be in a few days. It's going to be in a few days. And we need to know who's getting, you know, reps in practice. I'm pretty sure that it's between the two young guys in practice right now getting reps. And then we don't even know if Alex is going to be able to play or not. Um, we don't know if Gibson is going to be able to play. We don't know if KPL is going to be able to play. We don't even know if uh, Cole Holcomb is going to be able to play. Um, we have a lot of guys that are out, you know, that we need. We need those guys. So um, when, when you look at the game, um, the game stats for us to bring uh, to, to hold Russell Wilson to only 121 yards passing. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, uh, he threw 27 passes. He completed eight of them, a lot of short passes. But where Russell Wilson was able to beat us was the few key runs that he was able to get. He rushed six times for 52 yards. Carlos Hyde, 55 uh, yards rushing. And um, Chris Carson, 63 yards rushing. So that's 181 yards rushing for Seattle. And that pretty much won the game for them. I mean, you kind of see why Russell Wilson only had 121 yards passing because they ran the ball pretty well. So uh, people say, oh, Russell Wilson did not kill us. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You got to look at the box score. But not only that, look at the game. He made the plays. They converted first downs when they needed to. And they scored enough points to win the game. Um, if anything, Washington hurt themselves in this game. Uh, DK Metcalf had 43 yards, led Seattle with a uh, receiving. Hollister had a touchdown. And then, you know, guys like Lockett and DJ Moore pitched in. Um, Reed uh, forced the fumble that we were able to recover. So uh, that was good on our end. Bobby Wagner was a tackling machine, man. He was tackling everybody. He had 13 tackles. Man, Jamal Adams changed the game, man. The guy is phenomenal. He had... Um, he had nine uh, tackles in this game, and he had an, and he also got uh, another sack, and he had um, 1.5 tackles for loss. So Jamal Adams had a heck of a game. Um, you know, these guys were sacking us like crazy, man. It was four sacks and two sacks at the end of the game and sealed the game. Uh, that was tough. Uh, Griffin and Reed had interceptions for Seattle. Um, they didn't have any kickoff returns but one because we didn't score so we didn't kick it off to them you know um so but um either way man yeah seattle they beat us they didn't look sharp but uh they didn't look bad either i mean they they played defense so you're playing the worst pass rush defense in the league statistically and this is what you're able to you know bring to the table um haskins had 295 yards passing um, he had a touchdown. He had two interceptions. He was sacked six times for 26 yards. Um, lost. Uh, he has a, he had a five point, uh, 57.5 QBR. 
um, with a rating of 72.9. J.D. McKissick had a decent game, carried the ball 13 times for 51 yards. That's kind of like where you expect him to be, like under 60 yards. You know, that's just J.D. McKissick for you. He's just not a pure talented runner, but hey, he's been doing it for us the last couple weeks. He's been doing the best that he can. Um, we ran the ball uh, 20 times for 84 yards as a team compared to 181 yards by Seattle. Uh, we passed the ball, you know, a little bit more or a little bit better than Seattle did. Uh, Logan Thomas had another career game. Um, he had 13 receptions for 101 yards. Um, Logan Thomas has been good, but I still think we need a legit tight end one. Uh, but yeah, Logan Thomas is, I mean, he's good. And then um, Terry McLaurin had seven receptions for 77 yards. J.D. McKissick had nine receptions for 56 yards. So you can tell when you see J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas, you, I mean, you just know that it was uh, lots of checkdowns, uh, lots of short passes. If you're really looking at it, yes, Logan Thomas did have a 20-yard catch. Terry did have a 30-yard catch. But outside of those two plays, a lot of the passes were, you know, um, under 13 yards for the most part. So a lot of checkdowns. Um, Cam Sims uh, stepped up with five receptions for 26 yards. Uh, Wright had a couple catches. Dwayne Haskins fumbled the ball, but he didn't lose the uh, he didn't lose the fumble. Uh, Cam Carl had uh, eight tackles. He had um, half a tackle for loss, um, so that's pretty good right there. Uh, you had uh, Khalid Hudson, who I think in his first game as a starter, um, he had a good game. He had um, eight tackles. Um, he had a tackle for loss. Um, I want to see more of Khalid Hudson. I think he's going to be solid. Bostic was solid. Um, <clears throat> we had zero sacks. We had zero sacks. I know it's not all about sack numbers, but it would have been nice to, you know, See a sack or two. Uh, it would have been nice, but we were able to uh, create a turnover, which is one of the most important things, um, if anything. And uh, we had nothing in the punt return game. We uh, we barely had anything in the kickoff return game. Uh, Dustin Hopkins had one field goal. He made it. Tressway had four punts, zero inside the 20. So when you're looking at the game as a whole, we had a chance to win, and that's pretty much all I asked for, a chance to win. Once we have a chance to win, even though we lose, I'm not as mad. So, guys, man, the Pro Bowl came out, and, you know, there were some guys that I felt should have made the Pro Bowl team. Now, I understand everybody's mad that Terry McLaurin did not make the Pro Bowl team, but if you look at the four wide receivers that were picked before Terry, they all had solid seasons. I mean, folks were saying that Justin Jefferson shouldn't have made it over Terry McLaurin, but at the end of the day, I say, hey, you know, Justin Jefferson has more yards than Terry, right? At the same time, he has more touchdowns than 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 Terry. Seven touchdowns to three. I mean, I think the reason why Terry McLaurin did not make the Pro Bowl team was simply because of poor quarterback play and lack of touchdowns. It's just, it, I mean, it just is what it is. Just is what it is. He didn't make it. It's not the end of the world. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe he ends up being a Pro Bowl alternate. I don't know when they announced that. But, um, yeah, so that's Terry right there. And then um, if you're looking at Logan Thomas, he's had a solid season for a tight end. You know, there's speculations that, you know, um, not speculations, but Evan Ingram made the Pro Bowl team. How does Evan Ingram make the Pro Bowl team? But, you know, Logan Thomas does not. And he has better numbers. Well, I would say... 
Logan Thomas have come on the last three weeks, you know, uh, but still Evan Ingram has not been good all year. You know, he has a lot of drops. Um, I mean, it's a, it's pro bowl is a joke. It's a popularity contest. Uh, if you're popular, you're going to make it like some people say that Montez Sweat should have made it over Chase Young. But at the end of the day, Chase Young has made impact uh, plays. Chase Young has created for the rest of his teammates. Chase Young has pretty much transformed the entire defense. Chase Young is one of the reasons why the Redskins or the Washington football team have a top tier defense this year. You know, so I understand why Chase made it. But if you're looking at strictly numbers, you know, it'll be Montez over Sweat. So now I'm not shocked that Chase made the Pro Bowl. I think somebody needed to represent the the football team, and I think that uh, NFL chose Chase to uh, represent instead of Montez. There was no way that they would have had two guys on the line um, make the Pro Bowl team, especially with our record. We're six and eight. You know, it's not like we're eleven and two, or you know whatever you know whatever the case may be. You know, we're not the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, it was one other team that had like I think up to seven or eight pro bowlers so you know hey we got uh, Chase in and then we also got uh, Brandon Sheriff in even though I think that I feel like Morgan Moses played really really well Uh, he was deserving of a pro bowl I felt that Darby was deserving of a pro bowl if you're going to pick a corner this year for Washington football team is Darby Darby has been magnificent all year he's he's outplayed um, Kendall Fuller, even though Fuller has the four interceptions, Darby has been locked down. He's, he's, he's been locked down good. He's been locked down good. He's made plays. Um, so another guy I, I would have felt would have made the Pro Bowl had he started all year playing at this level would have been Ken Carl. Ken Carl has been amazing. He has sack numbers. I mean, he has tackle for losses. I mean, he has tackles. I mean, he's, I mean, I think he's, Still second on the team in tackles right now as we speak on the team. So, you know, there were guys here and there that, you know, got snubbed in my opinion. But for the fact that our record and us not necessarily being a a good team, um, you know, especially a team that has been consistent all year, you can you can kind of see why uh, we only had two pro bowlers. Um, You can make a case for Jonathan Allen. You can make a case for uh, for Deron Payne, Um, you know. Some of these guys just didn't make the Pro Bowl. You can make a case for Kendall Fuller, but I just don't think that he was as consistent as he needed to be to make that Pro Bowl push on offense. Really, it would have been McLaurin, Sheriff, Moses, and maybe uh, Logan Thomas. He's been solid. And when you look at what tight ends have done all across the board, you know, he's deserving of a look. So, guys, this is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, so pretty much, man, the scenario uh, to get into the playoffs, like I said earlier, is beat Carolina and then hope that the Giants lose to Baltimore, I believe. So um, this could be the week, man. We make it to the playoffs, man. We need it because if it comes down to a week 17 matchup versus the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, it could hurt. It could hurt. Jalen Hurts is playing good right now. Um, he's another mobile quarterback. Like I said, we struggle with mobile quarterbacks, but I, I feel like our defensive line are going to put a hurting on, on uh, Jalen Hurts, whether we need that game or not. But at the same time, it's like, why not take care of business this week? So we got a big one coming up versus, uh, versus Ron Rivera's old team, the Panthers. He says, hey, this is all about 
a playoff push and not a revenge game. So let's see what happens, guys. Hey, be sure to follow me on Back Row Redskins. Be sure to, uh, you know, um, share this podcast with as many people as you can. Give me a review on Apple. I would kindly appreciate it, man. Hey, like always, you guys stay safe. You guys be blessed, man. I love y'all.